Welcome to Sisters and Spirits Paranormal Podcast. I'm Veronica. And I'm Kara, and we're here today to talk about some spooky stuff. All right, so thank you everybody for listening to our first podcast. Um, we're going to get to talking about the ghosts and the spirits, you know, the fun kind of spirits in a second. I just want to clarify some things since this is the first time, and our family has some things. So just to keep anyone from being confused, we're going to go over some family things. Not all the family things, because that would be its entirely separate podcast. But first thing, Kara and I are almost 13 years apart in age. So when I talk about my childhood experiences, and she talks about her childhood experiences, we are not referring to the same decade. No. So, so that'll... You know, just something to think about if our stories seem confusing, because I know a lot of times when siblings, you know, are growing up together, they're actually children at the same time. And that is not the case here. So just something if you're confused about why it sounds like we're talking about different decades, it's because we are. The other thing, um, we also did not always grow up in the same house. We were sometimes in the same house, but not all the time. We have different dads. So there may be times where you're confused about why we're saying my dad or her dad, or if we both say our parents. So if it's relevant to the story, we will clarify it as it's happening. If it's not relevant to the story, just understand parental figures were involved in some way. And, you know, that's, most of the time, that's probably all that's going to be relevant to the story anyway. But just so no one is confused, our family has got some issues. <laughs> but yeah. So let's start out with what we're drinking. I'll go first because from what I understand, my story is not as entertaining as Kara's story. As will most likely be the case most of the time, because I am the old one and she is the young one, so she's still doing things that are fun. <laughs> so, for those of you on our Patreon that can see us and can see this whole Zoom chat going on, um, I decided to go all out for my drinking. I've got my ghost glass. Let's see if I can make it focus there. It says I'm here for the booze. It's got a ghost on it. It's hilarious. And I am drinking my all-time favorite Wine head games. I realize this sounds like a commercial, but this is our first podcast. So obviously we are not sponsored by anyone. No one is giving us any money. I just want to tell you guys because it's my favorite wine. So I want everyone to know. Also, it's got dancing skeletons on it. Oh, that's cute. It's called head games. Little skeletons dancing around a bonfire. Oh, that's cute. So that, that's my favorite wine. That is what I'm drinking today. So what are you drinking, Kara? <laughs> I am still running off of fumes from the last two days. <laughs> uh, my husband and I's mutual best friend came into town and shenanigans ensued. Shenanigans ensued. And so how'd that go when you were waking up this morning? I woke up in my dog's bed. There you go. So as you all can see, her weekend has been a lot more entertaining than mine. I worked out in the yard most of the weekend. You can't tell because of this lighting makes me look like I'm actually the ghost. I'm not actually this pale, just so everyone knows. I, I am indeed alive. I am not a ghost or a vampire. I, the lighting, in order to make this ghost behind me that our Patreon people can see, um, I had to do weird things with the lighting that makes me look like a ghost or a vampire or something. But hey, it's a paranormal podcast, so there we go. So, we are here to talk about the spooky things. And we kind of want to start out with this just being an introduction to some of the paranormal stuff we had as kids, um, just to kind of let all of our listeners there know what happened to us to make us be the type of people that have so much interest in the paranormal that we started a podcast about it. Okay. I mean, the first, the first obvious one involves both of us, our um, Grandpa Melvin's house. Oh, God, that house. You guys, uh, this house, you don't even understand. It was, 
only a part of the house. The upstairs, I mean that. I never had anything like paranormal happen. Like nothing ever, like I never saw anything, never heard anything. There was nothing ever going on. It wasn't like there was like constant footsteps and creaking doors and stuff like that. It was just the the upstairs and like for me it was the the hallway into the bathroom. The bathroom. I don't think the bathroom itself was like haunted. I think because it was like directly under the upstairs. Right. That it was like I don't know the 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 residual feeling of that house was just like extreme like extremely powerful. It it was definitely crazy there. Like, yeah, and it's it's actually it's interesting that you didn't have any experiences. Like, and I don't know that I really can I say I had full on experiences, but like, it definitely like you guys. You, you can't even understand how terrifying this house was. And like, we're both the type of people that we're really more interested in the paranormal and not really afraid of it so much. Like, you know, we yeah. love that stuff. Like I, I literally go ghost hunting regularly to attempt to see the ghosts on purpose, but this house, the upstairs was terrifying. Like yeah. literally you would go up there and you would feel like someone was watching you. You would. Fe- you never you felt like watching, you were alone. staring. You felt like you were getting like stared right. at, like glared at. It wasn't like that creepy, like oh something's watching me feeling. It was like, do not step wrong or else something's gonna happen. Staring, like it was. It was like, like I'm not a very fearful person in general. In general, but yeah, it was scary up there even to the point that when I was like in my 20s um where our grandfather's house was um it was kind of like a it wasn't like a downtown area but it was just outside of a city so there would be times when like if I was going and drinking or something and then I was like crap well now I can't drive I would like walk back there and be like hey can I crash here and our grandpa was cool so he's like yeah of course I don't want you drinking and driving I know people drink. It's all good. But I would still sleep on the couch in the living room. There were two bedrooms upstairs with comfortable beds in them. I would sleep on the couch in the living room every time because no way in hell was I sleeping upstairs. I had to for like two months as a child, and I don't think I slept for those two months. Like, Like our house was being built, and we didn't have a place to live, so we stayed there, and yeah, I don't think I slept the whole time. But yeah, other people had real experiences in that house. Um, my dad, who I don't think even believes in ghosts, swears that he saw the ghost of a Native American dude up there. Yeah. So where the whole stick came from, like, I remember being, like, terrified as a kid. Like, this is, like, when I was younger of like the Indian ghost, like everybody knew everybody was like, I mean, I know we can't, it's not PC to say that, but this was the nineties, but <laughs> it was like, people, you know, we oh, are- there's, a, there's an Indian living upstairs and he is a ghost. Like it was a thing that was just like a fact in the family. Right. And I actually even wonder to this day, like if he actually saw something or if he was like trying to make us feel better, like, Oh, it's just this nice native American man. It's okay. He won't hurt you. Well, and- because I was never afraid of that ghost. Like, I was actually always hoping that I would see that one, but there was just a general terrifying feeling. It was very terrifying. And there was one time... I mean, to be fair, it wouldn't be illogical because this is in a, in a town in Ohio that it was very Native American prevalent um, yeah. back in the day. It has a lot of Native American history. That spot, like that whole town in, in general, was a Native American village. Right. So, I mean... It's, it's the, not the unrealistic land. that there yeah, would be Yeah, it, it's not right. unreal. It's not out of the possibility that that land could have been. I mean, right. it's very cliche to be like Native American ghosts. That's like right. such a ancient Indian burial ground stereotype. Right. But yeah, it's, it's not un- unlikely that there would be. Yeah. But no one else ever saw that ghost. No. There was an experience one time, though, that our mom was in. There was a bathroom downstairs at the bottom of the stairs. 
and then you walk up the stairs and then there was another bathroom that was way creepy. bathroom up there? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, yeah, that's because nobody ever wanted to go in it because it was terrifying up there. <laughs> no nobody ever wanted to go up the stairs. But so, so our mom was up in that bathroom because somebody was in the one downstairs. And I think this was sometime around like an Easter or a Christmas, or it was sometime when there was a whole bunch of people in the house. So there was like, you know, potential, there was like potentially people waiting to get into the bathroom because there was two bathrooms and like 10 people. So my mom comes down the stairs. She's like, okay, whoever was waiting for the bathroom, I'm out. Like we're all just looking at her like, what are you talking about? Were you here? Were you there when that happened? I don't know. It may have been before you were born. But she um, if my mom was at a party at that house, I can guarantee you oh, that it was before my lifetime because. Yeah. Okay. That's a valid point. My entrance into this world is, you know. Right. What okay. sparked controversy? So, th- so this was probably before you were born, but she comes down the stairs, you know, whoever wanted that's done. And we're all just looking at her like, what are you talking about? She's like, whoever knocked. I'm out now. And we're all like, nobody knocked on the door though. Nobody went up the stairs at all the whole time you were up there. Like, yeah, so that's a thing that happened. (laughs) So yeah, that house was terrifying. I also saw, and I have not verified this yet, but one of our cousins, I'm not gonna say names of our cousins because I have not gotten their permission to talk about them on the podcast, but one of them, there were a few times where also I found this cousin, you know, sleeping on the couch when there were open bedrooms upstairs. So, and they never said anything to me about like why they were doing that or whatever. But I mean, I, I have to assume that it's the same reason that I, as like, you know, a woman in my twenties was still not willing to go sleep upstairs oh. in that freaking house. There was like, you know, in the one room that used to be um, our dad's room, like when he was a kid, there was like toys up there. There was like a little like, I remember like a toy truck. And I mean, granted, they were older toys, like from the 50s. But like when you're a kid, you don't really care, you know, like toys are toys. Right. And whenever um, he would have to go up there for something when I was there as a kid, I would go up with him. But like, I would not be in a room. Unless he was in the room. And as soon as, like, he left, I would get up and I would leave. And I would be playing with the toys on the floor. And I would just, like, get up and leave. And now, um, well, your your biological dad, but I still call him my dad. He, he was the kind of guy that, like, he's not very strict, but he is very, like, you put your stuff away. Right. You play with something, you put it away. You don't just leave toys scattered around. Like, that was especially especially of, when it's not your house. <laughs> especially when it's not your house. He wouldn't do that. Like, he would no. just let me leave the toys scattered in, yeah. in the, the room. And, like, and he'd be like, okay, we're leaving this room now. Like, okay, like, get up and go. So was this the blue room at the top of the stairs or the one down the hallway? The one down the hallway. Okay, so, yeah. There was the first one, and then you went down this, like, little, like, hallway. And then it was, like, right there. I think it was his room, or it might have been oh, our so, uncle's room. So I don't, that, I don't that know was, bedrooms. Yeah, that was actually, it was not his room as a kid, but I think him and our mom stayed there for a while and they were in that room. Okay. And I think it was other people's room throughout, you know, the their time. childhood. Yeah. It was, okay. But see, the funny thing is I was actually okay in that room, but not anywhere outside of that room. Like if oh, I was yeah. in the room, it was all right. But I, I didn't ever want to like walk down that hallway by myself. I, I didn't, didn't want to be in alone. the rooms. Like, I didn't want to be alone, just in general right. up there. It was just yeah. like a thing that, and it seemed that even he didn't want to be alone. Like, right. he would always ask me, a child, like, <laughs> go up with him right. when he had to go do something. Like, I had, like, crayons and stuff. Like, Grandpa Melvin had stuff for me to do when I was little down, like, downstairs. Like, I could have been preoccupied, but Mr. would be like, no, you're Somebody coming with me. me. Come here, small child. Yeah. You will be the distraction. Yeah. No, yeah. No one ever wanted to be alone up there. No. And well, it was funny. Cause like the first time we talked about this was when we went to new Orleans last year and I thought like, 
I never said anything because like we said we grew up in like different decades and stuff and like we weren't always there together and stuff like your dad would watch me on the weekends and stuff and we would always go over there at least like on Saturdays and I don't know I never talked it was something that I like I never really talked about I never said anything because like I said I never had anything happen it wasn't like I saw something or heard something I was just genuinely afraid of the upstairs and then when you said something last year in New Orleans I was like okay I'm not crazy like like no it was terrifying up there that place was terrifying yeah it was yeah that one was oh and then I I I told you I have there was a mirror that when you came out of the bathroom down the downstairs bathroom there was like a little corridor that had like a wall facing the stairs that led upstairs and on that wall was this mirror um our grandfather died when I was a junior in high school and I had never seen, like, directly looked at this mirror. No, my you did not entire life. Like, yeah, I was, was terrifying. Scared to make that. De- like, when you came out of the bathroom, I would keep my head down and like not look at it. Yeah, it was terrifying to look at, and it's now hanging right there in my bedroom. That's yeah. it. And and I, I took it. And I, I'm going to tell everybody, we're going to have, I think a bonus episode probably up on Patreon where I'm going to show you guys what my original reaction was the first time that she told me this because I would not have put the African mirror into my bedroom. <laughs> I was fine with it. Well, the first time, you know, when we were cleaning up this house, I was a senior in high school and I was getting ready to move to Florida and I was taking pretty much anything any adult would give me to like start a life. Yeah. You know, like I'm collecting things to like move out on my own. And so when we were cleaning up my grandfather's house, of course, like there was a bunch of stuff that I took. I mean, I still have like frying pans and cooking stuff that I still have that was our grandfather's. Like I pretty much like started out with, with a lot of his stuff. And I, I remember like walking into the house and they had um, this mirror on the table and I like, go up to my stepmom and I'm like who's taking this mirror oh my god I love it I've never seen it before she's like what do you mean you've never seen it before it was hanging like right up on the wall I'm like I never looked at it nobody looks over there you don't look at it like like, I immediately touch it there's nothing like I've never once had an experience with it I love this mirror it's so it's from like the 60s I think I would say probably it I love it it's very modern looking and it's like one of my favorite things to have nothing I've never felt but like growing up it was like a mate like you didn't look into it because yeah. I think it was more because like it led it looked up the stairs right and and that was it first of all that was a weird place to put a mirror to begin with because basically the way for everybody who you know which is probably a lot of people that are listening who have not seen this house the mirror was basically at the bottom of the stairs yeah directly and, at the bottom yeah and it was so it was always really creepy and really disconcerting whenever you would walk down the stairs because mm-hmm. it never seemed like your reflection was like showing up when it should just probably because of the angles and everything. Yeah. But then once you like your reflections in there, it was terrifying looking because you're like, oh, because you always had that feel of feeling of Something was following you down the stairs. And I yeah. sure as hell didn't want to look in the mirror and see that something was back there. So yeah. yeah, I think that's what made the mirror creepy. But. That's what definitely made the mirror creepy. Because I remember, like, I remember, like, it so clearly just walking into the house and it was on the kitchen table, and I was like, "Oh, oh my god, this is gorgeous! Why does nobody want this? This yeah, is nope, great! Nope, nobody wants that because because we all were around it longer than you, and so we were all just remembering the terrified feelings that we I mean, I remember it too. There. Like, I still remember it. Like, it's very vivid. Like, you did not look in that mirror. I, like, never had seen it. Like, I spent 15 years looking at this mirror in this house and, well, longer than that. Like, and, and I still was like. I actually have, I have a really funny story, though, because I was telling everyone, my husband's name is Ben. You'll probably hear me mention him occasionally on account of living in the same house with him and such. But I was telling him about this story the other day and just finding, because I, I think, Carrie, you just told me a few days ago. Yeah, that I that have. had that gear in your bed. And that it's hung up, like, right above where I sleep. Right. Yeah. And and I, I told Ben about it, and he's like, yeah, I was bummed she took that. I really wanted it. And I was like, oh, I was not going to let you bring that thing in our house. <laughs> I was for sure not. I don't care if you wanted it. 
I was not about to put that thing in my house. I love it. Yeah. Every time I've ever looked at it, I've been terrified that something was going to show up behind me. Yeah. No, I love it. It's, it's great. It's a great mirror, but it definitely like has like memories attached to it of like, yeah. Now it's like more of a memory of like, it was like my grandfather's and it's yeah. like from his house and like I have it like every day and like it's a constant reminder of that house. But that yeah. house, it, I mean, the upstairs was very creepy and scary, but not everything. I have very fond memories. Yeah. So. I mean, the rest of the house was fantastic. It was fantastic. And, and filled, I, it was filled with happiness and our family gathered there all the time. And oh yeah, I spent a huge amount of time there like Every summer, like when I was out of school, my parents would just have me stay there instead of go to a babysitter and all that. Like, yeah, love the house in general, but upstairs, like it was literally the equivalent feeling of like if a house has a really creepy basement, like it was that that because I I get the creepy feeling in all basements. I think all basements have like a creepy feeling to it because you're like going underground I think something about that just kind of freaks some people out to me the feeling the closest thing I can describe it is when you're watching like a terrifying movie and like that suspense that builds up in you like before you know like you know something scary is going on like other things have already happened there's already been like jump scares and stuff so you know that there's a jump scare coming and you have that creepy music playing and you know the drum scare, but you're like, you're like waiting for it. That was the feeling you constantly had. Yes. When you were upstairs, like you were waiting for the jump, like you were yes. waiting for something to happen. Like you knew that it was coming. And, and I do want to say just, you know, you know, full disclosure, because I do like to debunk things. I, I don't like to necessarily say that I full on believe in anything really. So I will say that, some of this could be because the upstairs was really hella close to power lines, like probably close enough that it was not safe. Like there were a couple of windows that didn't actually open, but if I could have opened them, I could have leaned out and touched the power line. Yeah. I mean that. So there could have been, you know, some electro, you know, stuff that makes people feel uncomfortable, but that doesn't explain why, why like, you know, our mom heard somebody knock on a door when we all knew nobody knocked on a door because no one was up there. Yeah. And it's not even like someone could have snuck up there because the way the house was set up, like oh, the stairs could, were very loud. You could, it, they was loud. And also you could see the stairs from the living room where we all were. Yeah. So like if somebody had gone there, somebody would have seen them. Also, nobody went up there. <laughs> Yeah, we just know because it's creepy. And if you had ever been, I didn't even know there was a bathroom up there. I had, I didn't even know that. Yeah, but that's because nobody ever wants to go up there. Oh yeah, there were times where I literally, even if like if I had to really really pee, I would wait until somebody was. Oh yeah, bathroom downstairs. Well, also when I I was a kid, I mean, you know how kids are in the bathroom. They like play in the sink. They take Mm -hmm. their their sweet time um goofing around when I was a kid when I was younger and I went to that bathroom it was like get in do your thing get out see that's only because you were never you were never in the upstairs bathroom if you had been in the upstairs bathroom you would have thought the downstairs one was fantastic yeah true but the the downstairs one that was like I feel like where it wasn't as bad as the upstairs but it was still kind of creepy yeah it was still a little creepy it wasn't as creepy but just kind of, you know, get in, get out. Don't, yeah. don't, don't take any more unnecessary time. Yeah. It's not a place to hang out. No. And have fun. But yeah. So, oh, there was another thing there. And this one, again, this is a type of thing that I cannot verify because I was a young child. It was during that time when I was having to sleep in that room up at the top of the stairs for two months, which was probably horrible, you know. For, for my mental health. I swear to God, I thought I saw a face looking in the window. Oh, God. It was scary. Oh, that just gives me chills. Ooh. And now, granted, again, debunking as much as I possibly can, it wasn't a very clean window. 
and it was old. So there was discoloration and stuff in the glass and things like that. And I was a child that was obsessed with the paranormal. So, I mean, it may have been nothing. Or there may have been a fucking face looking in the window. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's how, yeah. Well, to me, that's how I, I kind of don't give credit to, like, some of the things that, like, I remember happening when I was little just because kids' imaginations are so active. Especially the, ours. Because yeah, we were always yeah. really into that type of stuff to begin with. Yeah, like, I was always so, reading books about ghosts. I was always watching movies of about ghosts. I was always... And I was always reading things, and I don't remember if you were like this as well, but I was always reading stuff because I started reading so early and I read so much. I was always yeah. reading stuff that was for people that were older than me. Me? No, and, I was like that too. Yeah. yeah. And nobody awesome. apparently was ever watching me. And was so I really just read whatever I want or whatever I found. So I was probably reading things that I shouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was still a real creepy space. Yeah. And I've, I've actually always wondered, cause I was actually racking my brain, you know, getting ready for recording this, trying to think if there was like one specific thing that I was like, okay, this is why I'm obsessed with the paranormal. And it's really funny. Like, cause like you said, I mean, yeah, grandpa's house was scary, but I feel like a lot of people have like been in houses that are scary. So I'm like, that can't be because most people I feel like if they're really obsessed with the paranormal, like we are, it's either because they had some sort of really defining experience or they were raised specifically to believe in it. And I don't feel like that really applies. No, they're well, one of those really applies to me. So I still couldn't think of like, I've literally just been obsessed with this for literally as long as my memory goes back. I mean, me too. I mean, we both, I mean, I contribute when, like, people ask me, like, why I like Halloween so much, because, like, I've become, like, you know, and, like, uh, when I was, like, at my flight school and stuff, like, I've become known for, like, my Halloween parties, and, like, I go full out, like, I literally, my house goes, turns into a haunted house, like, it looks like when you walk into it, it looks like a haunted house, and people are always, like, and I was, like, I don't know, like, in our family, Halloween was, like, as big as Christmas in our family. Right. I mean, like, I mean, was, our dad, our dad dressed honest. up like Dracula and walked around our town and got on the news for it because people were calling in saying that Dracula was looking into store windows. So. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, he dressed up like, like, he looks like he has a natural Dracula. Yeah. Especially like when he was getting older and his hair was like, start, like it only grades still, it's still kind of like this, but not as like, right. He had, like this black hair on top and then like this like perfect gray. Yep. And it he was, put a lot of work into that costume. Too. Awesome. Yeah. And he would literally awesome. just go up to the windows of like crowded like stores, like where they had the windows on the storefront and he would just like stand in there and he would just look until someone noticed him. He wouldn't like knock or anything. He would just stand there and, and stare at people in. until they jumped and we're like, holy shit, there's a vampire. <laughs> but yeah. the thing is, I don't know that it was like that before I was obsessed with it. Cause like, I don't really remember our family doing anything about Halloween other than trick or treating. Like they never decorated we would carve pumpkins and do that no that normal stuff. But until I got crazy with it, they mostly weren't doing those things. Well, I was say, well then that's so, what started so it for me because by the time so, I was born, at least. And so, so for you, it was my fault. <laughs> so well, I, I still don't know why I am messed up enough that so, I've been obsessed with the paranormal for literally as long as I can remember. I can bill you the thousands of dollars in damage I've done in Halloween decorations. I mean, I pay you in some Halloween decorations. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I, I think I was always interested in the paranormal and I always liked scary stuff and spooky stuff, but I think it was like older having a few paranormal experiences and being like, oh, this is real. Yeah, and see, I don't even know like... <laughs> I'm not even going to say that it is real or is not real. I think it's likely that it's real because if you look at the number of reports and just 
the number of incidents and everything. I definitely don't think that we have it all figured out. No. I definitely think if you come across somebody who says that they are an expert in the paranormal, they're probably scamming you <laughs> because you can't have experts in something that's not proven. Yeah. But yeah, it's just something that I've always loved. And, and it's funny because I, I thought of all these creepy things that happened to me as a kid. I just can't think of the one that made me really like be obsessed with this stuff. Like I remember one time I had this music box that kept falling off the shelf and breaking. And my dad had to keep fixing it. And he kept being like, oh, well, it's just because as it turns, it's moving and all of this stuff. But the thing is, sometimes it would turn on like by itself. Hmm. And it only ever happened in that house. Hmm. It's never happened here. I still have the music box. It's never happened here. It didn't happen in the house after that one. And this was not the house that you were in. This was the house that I lived in before that. Yeah, yeah I've seen the it. Little, the little one by the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. Um, so, yeah, that. So, and again, oh. he could be right. It could have just been turning and falling. But it still was creepy. Well, you didn't live in the house that I lived in when I was in high school. I did not. That one is the one that kind of set in stone for me that, like, oh, no, this, this stuff's real. Like, this isn't just stuff you read in books and see in movies. Like, it was... It was haunted. It was a very... Legit stuff that happened in that house. Oh, it was very haunted. I would say, like, it was, like, your classic... But it wasn't... It was a very haunted house. Um, Like, when we first moved in, I was living with my mom and our stepdad. And... They, there was this upstairs, there was this huge, gigantic bedroom that was mine, and then there was a bathroom in the middle, and then there was a smaller bedroom. And for some reason, my mom wanted to live upstairs in the bedroom across the hall from me. And when they first moved in, they, they took that room. And I had this, like, giant, like, 18 by, it was, oh, God, I loved that room. It was, like, huge. It was a big, gorgeous, gorgeous room. Oh, it was gorgeous. I, I loved was jealous. That. I loved that bedroom. It was perfect for like a teenager. Yeah. And she took the smaller bedroom across the hall from me. They did not last long, by the way. That lasted like six months, I I, I think. And then I think the only reason it did last that month was like the stubborn, my mom, like my mother's stubbornness of just like, because she made it such a big deal that because like there was a bedroom downstairs that they eventually moved into, but she had made it like such a big deal that they needed to be in that bedroom that I think the stubbornness setting she's crazy but um so but when we moved in we had lived there for like we I don't even think we we're fully living in there and they were painting it and they left to go get some supplies and I was in that room and I remember listening to my gigantic iPod that I thought was small and <laughs> Back in I, the remember, I, I remember the song I was listening to and everything and I was, like, on the floor, like, in that room. And I heard footsteps walking on the plastic. Like, you know, when somebody's, like, walking on, like, painter's plastic? I could hear that somebody was, like, walking up to me. And I go in and go to say something because I thought they had, like, come home. And nobody says anything. I, like, take out my headphones and I turn around and, like, nobody's there. And I just, like put my headphones back in and I'm like that's weird and I like go back to whatever I was doing and I, I definitely felt creeped out by that point but I was like whatever but then it just like it kept happening like over and over again until they came home right like I could I could hear footsteps like and it was like circling around me I could hear that it was like like I was sitting in the corner and I could hear that it was like somebody like pacing around me and it just kept happening and it wouldn't stop. And I was like too afraid to leave the room. Like I was like petrified. I could not move. I just kept like turning my little iPod up as like much as I could and just was like, nothing's happening. There's nothing here. There's nothing here. There's nothing here. And like the thing is, like, you know, my our stepdad was like brought up very, very Polish Catholic. And the Catholics are like very no nonsense about this stuff like that's it's just how they're raised and so he was always like 
no it's not happening but like towards like after like a few years like even he like we started like giving it like random names like oh george or right like we just would be like oh that's george he's just he's just in that bedroom and that's just where he lives like i was across the hall from that bedroom for for four years and it was definitely haunted at one point because we did have a bed in it um my best friend amanda she was like in band with me and and bowling with me so she was always like there on the weekends and we like turned it into like her bedroom like she had like clothes in the in the closet she had like some other stuff that she would keep there she'd keep she kept her bowling stuff there like we we called it amanda's room and she would sleep in there and she slept in there a couple of times and then eventually what we would just do is we would um the two of us whenever she would spend the night we would just like pick up the mattress off that bed and like we would carry it into my room and then like put it back the next day and i'll tell you why oh, no. <laughs> one time amanda and i we were annoying together like i feel sorry for anybody who had to put up with us back then we were very loud and we were like goofing around running back and forth in between the two rooms just being obnoxious and loud and amanda like turned off the lights and was like Rawr! and like, we're like goofing around and then like suddenly she goes how'd your cat get up there and i'm like what and she's like yeah your cat it's up there like how is it all the way up there and she points and there's two eyes like two red eyes oh, shit staring at us and i go amanda there's nothing there in that spot and she's like what do you mean I'm like there's no dresser or bookshelf there like there's no way a cat could be there also cats don't have glowing red eyes yeah <laughs> just so, like you know. she like jumps up and like turns the light on and sure enough nothing's there and both of us go like bolting into my bedroom we like slam the door and we're like heavy breathing and like calming down and we're like calming down and we're like what the hell just happened oh and then God. all of a sudden the uh ceiling fan the chain on my ceiling fan the ceiling fans off but the chain starts slowly spinning Holy shit. and getting faster and faster and amanda and i are just staring at it and watching it and we both like bolted downstairs and we slept like downstairs like both of us on the couch because we were like and then the thing is after that that ceiling fan it that became a common occurrence after that huh. like if i was alone in my room like doing homework or something it would it would that would it, that became a thing wow after that there was always like there was always like you know, if you were, it was usually if you were alone in the house, like the only time something like truly scary happened was like that time. Yeah. I think we were just being obnoxious and we pissed it off. Right. It, it was like quit running in my room and yelling. You're yeah. It was, it was just like, I feel like it was just kind of aggravated. Yeah. Cause like I said, if you, it just, it was pretty respectful. Like it was like a thing, like activity was pretty common. One of us would have something to say almost every day. Like, either mom heard or saw something, or my stepdad did, or I did. Like, it was pretty common. However, it wasn't, like, scary. Yeah. It just became a thing that over, like, the four years that I lived there, it just became a thing that I lived with. It became a fact. Um, there was, like, some other people, some other friends had some experiences there. Um, some other family members had experiences there. Like, it, it, it was a thing. It did roam the house. It was central to that room. I believe, but I don't know. It was just, it was just something that became like a thing. Even just, we just learned to live with it. And it was after that though, like during that time, like when I would do like the vacations with my dad, um, we would like go all over the United States and stuff. And like, whenever my dad was like, you know, where do we want to go this year? I would find out where we were going and I would like search for like haunted hotels. Like, one year we stayed in the Stanley hotel, like, that's amazing. I would I love to stay in the Stanley Hotel. We it's may have to really do that sometime and do an episode about it. It's really nice. It's really, really cool. It's very beautiful. Very expensive. Yeah. My dad would, like, only agree to, like, one night. Yeah. It was also very hard. Like, my dad booked it, like, almost a year in advance, and he couldn't actually get 
the main hotel. He could he could only get like one of the like little because it's like a huge complex. Oh yeah, yeah. But like we did like I made him do like the ghost tours there. I made him do like ghost tours everywhere we went around the United States. Like so like after like I feel like after living in that house, it became like that's I feel like when the actual obsession went to something I find I like being creeped out and I like reading about this stuff to like I need to seek this out I need to understand and sought after this stuff I almost wonder with that house because I know mom said she had got a really good deal on it and I'm almost wondering if that's why like I would be curious to go back and like talk to people later and be like hey so oh yeah how's this going for you Oh, I've, I've kind of wanted to, too, because, I mean, I know the guy who bought it, um, there was a big casino that moved in down the street. Yes. Um, and the guy who bought it, I think, was the head chef mm. of that casino. And I've, host, I've like, often, like, whenever I'm in town, I kind of, like, want to go to the casino and, like, seek out the chef and be like, hey, do you live? <laughs> Not to be rude, but I think I know where you live, and I have some questions. <laughs> I have some questions for you. Because, like, I do think I remember mom saying something about it being, like, yo, yo, we've got to get this house. Like, we can't possibly turn down this amazing deal. And it's like, oh, but maybe the amazing deal is because it was haunted. And they just wanted to, like, and they get out. It. And if it was somebody that's, like, scared of this stuff, that, yeah. Or, or that just doesn't even understand it because, like, you know, like I said earlier, our family didn't really raise us to believe in ghosts. Or any of the supernatural. But they also never discouraged it. And there are definitely some people in our family that very strongly do believe in ghosts and other ones that very strongly don't. So I feel like, you know, with you guys living there, you guys are like, oh, okay, it's a ghost. We'll leave it alone. We'll let it have this room. Yeah. And y'all were okay. Whereas if someone else moved in there, and either didn't believe or like was no, this is my house. I'm going to fight you on it. Denial, and kept trying yeah. to do stuff in that room, things could have gotten like significantly worse. Yeah, I was going to say like I can imagine. I mean, that that would have been the case because, like I said, the only time anything truly terrifying happened was when we were probably pissing it off. Right. That is the only time that I was actually scared to yeah. be up there. I mean, even the next day, like. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, like, the ceiling fan became a thing, but it was almost like it became a joke. Like, it became like, like a he was a saying, thing. hey, what up? Yeah, like, it became of, like, remember when I scared you? <laughs> like, wasn't that a good time? <laughs> you should time? have seen the look on your face. Y'all ran so fast. It was like, funny. I really think that, like, it became a thing, and I, like, I would, like, talk to it, like, you know, whenever it would start happening, I would acknowledge it, and I would be like, ha-ha, very funny, George, you know? I've actually heard that that is um, a lot of the different hauntings that happen. It really is just the ghost wanting to be acknowledged. Yeah. Like, so so a lot of times, you know, stuff does get better if you're just like, hey, what's up? How you doing? I mean, I would talk to it. I would be kind of thing. Like if I would hear something, if I was a home alone, which I was a lot for, like I said, a different podcast. There's a whole nother podcast about that. Yeah. Um, I pretty much the last like two years I lived in that house alone. Um, so like I had a, like a lot of, you know, I would be in that house alone and, and there I'd be in the house where like nobody else is in the house and I would hear things and I would, you know, be like, where are you off to George? You know, going to the kitchen, getting a snack, you know, like, you know, you would hear, like, like, one time, one of my favorite stories is, like, a mom called me one time. I was at school. I think I was either in a play or something where I was, like, one of the times I was, like, after school for, like, a really long time. Right. And it was, like, pretty late at night. I had to be at, I mean, I was school for, like, I was at school for, like, you know, like, almost, like, 12, 13 hours. And she called me, and it was, like, in the evening. And she's, like, oh, what'd you forget? And I'm like, what? And she goes, yeah, like I was downstairs in the basement working on something. I heard you come home and, and grab something just now. Like, what did you forget? And I was like, I didn't forget anything. I've been at school. And she's like, no, I heard you. Like you, 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 you ran into the kitchen. I heard you like running around, like, and then like, and then I heard like what it sounded like you like heading towards the front door and leaving. 
And I was like, no, I've been at school all day. I didn't forget anything. I haven't been home all day. And she's like, well, Tom's at the other house <laughs> in Gibsonburg. Like, he's not home. Like, it's just me here. And I'm like, well, either somebody broke in or it's George. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Right. But, like, but she, let's hope for George because, you know, obviously, you know, we're hoping you don't get murdered today. So, yeah, like, like she, well, she was actually, like, creeped out because, like we said, we knew that there was something in the house, but I guess it just, like, had never been, like, that loud uh, before. And, like, at, like, what freaked her out was because it didn't sound like as, like, like, if you've ever heard, like, mysterious footsteps, like, ghost, like, ghost footsteps and stuff, they're, they're footsteps and they're clearly footsteps, but they're not bam, 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 like, what if some, like, if a human is running around. Like, right, it can be, but it's very rare. Well, and usually it's not, I'm not sure what the word is for. Like, they don't tend to have a purpose. Like, it'll be footsteps, but they're just going, like, a direction. Yeah. It's not going here and then there and then here yeah. and then out the door. Yeah, like that's like why she was like a little scared because I guess she had called Tom too to be like, you know, what the heck? I thought, you know, the deal was that you were going to go do this in the other house and I was gonna, like, why are you home? Like, you know, if you needed something, you could have just called. Right. And she had called Tom too and be like, why did you drive 40 minutes when you could have just had me grab whatever you needed? Right. And he's like, I haven't left. You know and that's when she called me because she's like, there's no way. And like, she didn't want to go upstairs because she was like, there has to, that had to have been a human. She was like convinced that it was like human. And she was like afraid that somebody, but like, also like, why would somebody, like it was still daylight. Like why would somebody break into a house, run around right. in a couple of circles and then leave? Yeah. That wasn't a thing until later. Cause that was a thing eventually but I don't think it was at that point in time like there was this like stupid trend for a while where like kids were just breaking into someone's house and just like hanging out like for the rush of it or whatever like they weren't stealing anything or breaking anything it was a whole thing for like a couple of years oh that only I only did that once and that's only because my friend told me the wrong apartment number and I just walked into somebody's <laughs> apartment and just sat on their couch and texted her like hey I'm I'm, I'm here She's like, no, you're not. I'm like, I'm sitting oh, no. on your couch. And she's like, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, no. The sad thing is I use their bathroom, too. Like, oh, no. See, now those poor people probably think they have a ghost. And, like, I, like, bolted out. But also, lock your doors, people. Lock your doors. Yeah, seriously. Like, they really should have locked their doors. Like, but, she was yeah. just, like, she had texted me, like, something. Like, I don't forget what it was, but she had texted me. Like, you know, like, oh, just come in when you get here. And I was like, okay. Oh, no. You know what I do think is interesting, though? Kind of with our family, but then more so with Tom, because he's, our family's just, like, pretend Catholic, whereas he's, like, way Catholic. Was, yeah. I, I feel like, well, yeah, other podcasts. He got convinced but, <laughs> out of it, but another podcast. Right. So I do think it's interesting, because a lot of Catholic people that I've met that are, like, super Catholic like, like the extra Catholics, they don't necessarily start believing anything as a ghost. There's either nothing there or there's demons. Well, and there's nothing in between. So I'm kind of surprised he didn't suddenly just be like, oh shit, there's a demon. We need to get an exorcist. Yeah. Well, what is interesting though, is, um, the priest at our school, at our, at our church for a while before he, um, he got, uh, unfortunately got sent back to Poland, I believe. But he was Polish, and he was, before he was a priest, he was actually studying paranormal really? stuff. And I forget, like, I, like, there was, like, some, like, he had, like, a paranormal science degree or something from, like, some Polish college. And I used to talk to him about this stuff. And he was, like, you know, um, we, we were very active. On, we need to get him on the podcast. I wish we could, because I loved him. He was, he was a really interesting guy. And, um... He eventually, like I said, I think he got sent back to Poland and we got a new person in, but he was a really good priest. And he was also like, I would talk to him. We were very active in our church. Like we were always like, you know, like, like volunteering and stuff. And I was around a lot and, you know, that stuff, like whenever we would like have dinner with him, like I would talk to him about this stuff and he was very open and he believed in ghosts. He believed in, and like demons. And he would talk about like, you know, like 
obviously like the the, the Catholic Church's stance on demons, but also right. like store like he knew like historical like stories, and he would talk about like different right. cultures and different religions, demons, and See, now I learned that a lot from really him. Yeah, he was a very interesting person. You don't expect a Catholic priest to be like that, but right. you expect them to be either there is no supernatural or that's a yeah. demon. We need an exorcism. Yeah, like you no, are in league with the devil. Very well educated and stuff. And I learned a lot about from from him and stuff. And that is really cool. Like I would talk to him, and I, we were like, "Oh yeah, our house is haunted." He would like ask questions and stuff. And yeah, it's cool, dude. But I do think, like you said, like most Catholics are like, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know that I even want to say most Catholics, but the ones that are like super Catholic, because obviously, anytime anyone has any religion, there's like degrees of how strict you are. Yeah, that's true. So the people that are just like, they're Catholic, they go to the church, you know, but they maybe aren't really, you know, doing as everything. Strict. Yeah, as strict as some people can be. Yeah. But like, but I feel like Tom's family was a little more like, they Man, were, they were very strict. Catholic. They were very strict Polish Catholics. Yeah, yeah, very, very strict Catholics. And like, he didn't like, like I said, like when in the beginning of living in our house, like he, he really didn't believe in this stuff. But I do believe when they moved out of that bedroom, I do believe it was his idea. Right. Like he was the one who was like, I've had enough. <laughs> I'm I out. have to start questioning my beliefs if we don't what, leave this bedroom. What, what also was weird was they, they, they never went in there except to go to sleep at night. Like, I mean, yeah, it was also, like, in a very inconvenient place. I think the plan was to have, like, his dad live in the downstairs oh, bedroom yeah. because his dad uh, was, like... Yeah, I think I remember something about that. Yeah, and then, but, and then when that, like, when they moved, like, or that one became, like, an impossibility or whatever, that's when they, like, finally, like, decided, like, okay, like, we're gonna get out of here. But I do believe, like, part of the reason why his dad never came to live with us was because they didn't really have a place for him because, because they were, like, they we're, were like we can't use that bedroom now we can't so. use that bedroom anymore they only have one other thing that it's not actually a ghost story it's just in case this entire conversation hasn't you know shown enough that how obsessed we are with the paranormal i just remember one time when i was really little like i don't know how much young people will relate to this now but i'm 40 years old so back God, I feel so old saying this, but back in the day when I was a child, it was, it was at the time that parents had to say, had to actually have discussions with their daughters that, hey, you can be anything you want to be when you grow up. There aren't jobs that are for men's or that are for women. Yeah. You know, that, that was a legitimate conversation that parents had to have with their daughters at that time. Yeah. And I feel so bad for my parents because... They were trying real hard to have this conversation with me and they were being responsible and they were doing the right thing. And they were like, you can be anything you want in the world. What do you think you want to be? And I'm like, I can be anything. I want to be Elvira. <laughs> and I was like young enough that I probably shouldn't have been watching anything Elvira was in to begin with. Like I should probably have not known about Elvira at all. And my parents are like, but, but, and they're like, trying so hard and like no but you could be anything and then my dad who is more like me than my mom is again another podcast <laughs> but he he knew that I was a very like logical person he's like well you can't be Elvira because Cassandra Peterson is Elvira thinking that I would then understand that and I'm like well but by then she'll be older and she'll want to retire and then I can be Elvira <laughs> Oh, and I wouldn't let it go. <laughs> my poor parents. I'm sorry, parents. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, like, this has been going on a long time for me. Like, I've always been obsessed with this stuff. But, but yeah, I, I really couldn't pinpoint down, like, here's the one thing that made me obsessed. Like, it's apparently just who I am. <laughs> or something happened when I was, like, before memories formed. Well, and I just don't remember. Yeah. I do know when I was a kid, like, my mom was always, like, getting creeped out by the amount of information that I just had. Yeah. Like, apparently it was a thing that, like, I knew things that I shouldn't have known. Yeah. Like, 
not just like, oh, she overheard a conversation. It was like, that was before you were born. How do you know that? Like, I was like telling her things about like, oh, oh, I do have a good story. I have, I do have a good story. This is just, right. I just Final remember Final good story. So <laughs> I once had a dream. It was, um, I was still, I think it was, um. I think I was an adult, a young adult. Like, I think I was in college, like, very, like, in, like, 1920. I think I was living in Florida at the time. And I had a dream that was so vivid and clear. It was about two little girls, um, definitely, like, in an older time period, like, the 60s. It was very dressed in the 60s. The time setting was very... Hold on, one thing... Apologies to everyone born in the '60s when that, that we just call that an old time period. We're not saying you're old. We well, it's not. It was my old time period. I mean, like a time period that I personally did not experience. Right. But I somehow was aware that it was the '60s, and it wasn't like movie '60s. It was like, oh, now this is '60s. And it was about two little girls, and they were dropped off, and it was in like a department store. And they like walked down some stairs and there was like this big room where they like sold toys and stuff. And this lady dropped these two little girls off who looked very much alike and they were dressed in very similar dresses, not the same dress, but like very similarly. And you could tell the girls were like not twins, but like around the same age, like very close in age. And there was so many details that I had, like how the store was organized, the bins, the toys that were in the bins. And there was this point where like there was like this like stuffed tiger and like the little girl like wanted and like when the person that dropped them off came back after shopping she was like can I get this stuffed tiger and they were like then the, the lady was like no but you know you can go and get something else and the little girl like started crying and wanted the tiger and then like went and put it back and like got something else but was like very upset that she didn't get the stuffed tiger and I called my mom and I was telling her about this dream and my mom goes that was me and Marion. <laughs> that was an actual thing that happened. And I called Aunt Marion. I told Aunt Marion about it. And Aunt Marion goes, that was our Aunt Dell. Like, she was like, she's like, that was, she used to do that. She used to take us to the department store and would take us downstairs and drop us off into this, like, little, it wasn't, like, a kid section. I mean, this was, I mean, obviously, this is not something that would happen now. Like, you wouldn't just, like, drop your yeah, kids off in a section of a department store. And disappear for an hour. Right. And and then, like, it was like, Aunt Marion was like, yeah, that was like, she's like, she's like, your mom wanted the stuffed tiger. <laughs> like, that was a thing that happened. Oh, my God. It was a real event. Wow. That took place in their childhood. And, like, I described to them, like, their dresses and what they were wearing. And they were like, yeah, they used to dress us up the same. When we were younger, they're only like, like they're only like nine or ten months apart. Yeah, they're very, they were very close in age. And Again, because our family was Catholic. <laughs> yeah, they were Catholic, but she like they both were like telling me like like Aunt Marion was like absolutely floored about the dream and the amount of details I could give to her about how they were dressed and like apparently but like my mom said that like, apparently like that was a thing when I was younger like I just like knew things about people who had like died. Yeah, you know, I, I do remember about that, and I guess this is, I don't know if this is my ADHD, or if it's just, like, because I had read so much about the paranormal and everything, I legitimately thought that was normal. <laughs> like, because I remember, like, Mom and Aunt Marion talking about that sort of thing, about, like, why does, how does Frankie know these things? And I'm like, don't all kids know those things? Like, I legitimately thought that that's just, like, when you were young, you knew stuff that you weren't supposed to know. Yeah, like, well, like, I guess, like, Aunt Marion told me, because, like, now Aunt Marion and I are pretty close, because, like, yeah. she lives, like, not too far away from me now. But, like, Aunt Marion's, like, told me before, like, yeah, when you were younger, your mom was always calling me and telling me, like, you just knew things. Like, I would say something, like, like, my mom would, like, pick something up, and I'd be like, oh, that was, you know, so-and-so's. And she's like, the person died 10 years ago like how do you know that yep. and then like she would ask like my mom would ask me like where certain like heirlooms and like stuff were and I would know like who had it and where it was in their house without 
yeah. ever going to their house, I'd be like, oh, you know, maybe if you call Aunt Bonnie. I was like, I was like, Aunt Bonnie has that. Yeah. How do you know that? Yeah, you did know, like... You're four. You did always know, like, an uncanny amount of things. Which, yeah, was always super weird, but I didn't realize it was weird because, like, yeah, like, I was always reading, like, because in all of the stories and everything that I read and in all of the movies, kids always knew weird shit like that. I would also tell her that, like, so-and-so would tell me, like, I would, like, tell her, like, some dead relative told me this. And she'd be like... You need to get our dead relatives to step it up and be telling us some lottery numbers. I'm just saying. Why is that not the first time I've you've I've heard that? I'm pretty sure mom said that to me a few times. Like, yeah, like you, like you, that you, became you like a joke. Up. Mom would ask, like mom would be like, well, "Why why can't you know this?" <laughs> right. I I don't need to know where where stuff is. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Unless yeah. it's like a pile of money somebody has had hidden. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Have any of our ancestors hidden us some money? We, we need to No, out. no, but I did know, like, I remember when Grandma uh, Catherine died. I remember that that happened, too, when I was younger. I was at, we were at Grandpa's house. Um, this just came to mind while talking about it. Um, uh, Mr. and uh, Uncle, or our uncle was, like, looking for some something, and I told him where it was. And, like, keep in mind, Grandma Catherine died when I was, like, Oh yeah, you barely were. three. I think I was yeah, barely yeah. three years old. Like I was very, very young when she passed away. Yeah. So, so when they're they're like, oh, I'm like, oh, it's right here, and they're like, and they went and they looked there, and whatever that I don't even remember what it was that they were looking for, and I like knew where it was, and they're like, okay. Moving past that, not gonna ask. <laughs> and that was always the problem with that side of the family is like. Mom's side of the family was more likely to be like, oh, yeah, this is a paranormal type of thing going on. Yeah. Whereas dad's side of the family is just like, oh, I'm going to pretend that didn't happen now. Yep. (laughs) And and just, like, pretend it never existed. (laughs) Which is why I don't know that we'll ever be able to get very much corroboration on Grandpa's house because I think Amy's the only one that will corroborate anything for us. Because we, did, did, do you ever know, we used to play Ouija boards up there. Why would you do that? I get, as long I as we were over- having a mirror, but you used to play with Ouija boards in a <laughs> demon house? In, in our defense, we weren't alone, so we felt okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't need to conjure up something that's already there. That's like... What? We weren't conjuring. We were just talking to whoever was there. I don't... No wonder. You probably opened up a portal in some... Yeah, it was probably way worse by the time you got there because of all of our Ouija board stuff. Like, that was... And then I get shit for having a mirror? (laughs) We always did it right. We always said goodbye at the end. So we didn't leave any shit up there. (laughs) Well, that makes me feel better. I said goodbye. <laughs> oh, and just, just, I would just like to put out here a public service announcement. If anyone is terrified that they have bought this house, the house was torn down. Yeah. So you don't live in this house that we're talking about. Not the one you grew up in, though. That one's still there. No, that one's still there. Yeah, your, your one from high school still, still got ghosts in it, but yeah, the, the other one has been torn down. So if the demons are still there, they're just part of the land. So, well. Or all the tractors and stuff that are on the land. So, <laughs> Sucks to be those people buying, buying those tractors. If someone has a haunted tractor now, great. <laughs> Oops, my bad. Like, what if there's it. just some guy somewhere in Ohio with a tractor that turns on and off in the middle of the night mysteriously, and they don't know why? <laughs> it's my bad because of the Ouija boards. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> And this is why we won't give any addresses out for any of these places we're talking about or any real specific details because we don't want anyone suing us because we gave them ghosts. I was about to ask if you can sue for that, but then I remembered what country I live in, so then I stopped. We can sue for everything. (laughs) So, yes. All right, so 
I think that should give everyone a pretty good idea of why we are the way we are and why we're obsessed with paranormal. Um, next I week. I it was entertaining enough. <laughs> right. Next week, we're going to talk about our trip to New Orleans and all of the ghosts and vampires and everything that are there. So I will be drinking for that one. <laughs> yeah, no, no getting hung over next weekend because it's sisters and spirits. So we need to have the spirit. All right. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast so far, please check us out over on the socials. You can find us at Sisters and Spirits Paranormal on Instagram and Sisters and Spirits Paranormal podcast over on Facebook. And if you enjoyed this so much that you would like to support the show and help us keep it going, and of course, get a bunch of extra content along the way, you can become a patron over at patreon.com. You can find us there as Sisters and Spirits Paranormal. Thanks again for listening. We hope you'll join us next week.